At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The crowds, size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. This is betting the bracket. And sometimes the uh, world doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, except on the basketball court. Covering every betting angle of college basketball. Here's your host, Greg Hoops Peterson. Welcome to Betting the Bracket right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Greg Hoops Peterson coming at you for the next two hours. We not, may not quite be at the madness yet, but... It sure has been mayhem this week in college basketball. We're going to take a look at everything that we wound up getting on Sunday here in the first segment. We're going to be joined by a trio of great guests along the way in these next two hours. In 30 minutes, Blake Lovell, he does a great job over there at Blue Ribbon Yearbook. Also, he does a great job with the Lockdown SEC podcast, the 14. We're going to be looking forward to the SEC tournament. That is going to be a rambunctious one. You've got quite a few teams, in my opinion, that could vie for a Final Four, including team by the name of Kentucky that I think is one of the most bulletproof teams that you're going to find in the NCAA tournament. We're going to be talking to him about that. We're going to be taking a look at some games for Monday as well along the way. And we're also going to be joined by Daniel Avari in about 90 minutes. That is going to be if you're out there on the East Coast at 1230 a.m. West Coast, 930 p.m. Pacific time. She does a great job with the L.A. CityCast that we do over here with VEASAN in partnership with Bet Rivers. She's going to be talking about the Pac-12 tournament. We're going to get a little bit of a Gonzaga feel with her as well. And then in one hour, 15 minutes. So that would be at 9.15 p.m. Pacific time. Matt Humans, he just does a great job of being able to follow all things college basketball. We're looking at him with regards to the big time because it is conference play. We are going to be, or conference tournament play, I should say. We're going to be taking a look at so many of these. And we've got one game that's currently going down right now. If you're looking for a little bit of an action, a little bit of action on your Sunday night, you're able to find it. World Don't Call Me Bobby Roberts is currently playing against Western Illinois out there in the Summit League. 69-60, five minutes remaining in this one. Oral Roberts wound up closing as about a five and a half to a six point favorite. It wound up taking this total over while it got steamed way up. It wound up beginning at 163 and a half. Closes anywhere between 165, 166. Right now on a little bit of an under clip. You're finding Oral Roberts live as an 8.5 point favorite. And your live total, currently it is a 149.5. Certainly late game fouling is something that you want to be taking a look at. If you're on the over, you're hoping, praying that this stays right around an 8 point deficit with about a minute or so left because you know what that means. Western Illinois, the only way that they're going to be playing in the NCAA tournament is if they wind up winning this game. So... They're going to be hacking away like lumberjacks trying to be able to 
trying to find their way into just a little bit of a luck box scenario there. So going to be really intriguing to see what we wind up getting out there. We do wind up having an auto bid passed out that was very big. If you're taking odds on some of these longer shots to be able to make the NCAA tournament, to be able to make a run, a team that might be on the bubble, this was a very good result for you. Loyal Chicago, they wound up earlier today taking down Drake, 64-58. to 58. And something that I've got to be just mentioning right now with regards to a lot of these conference tournaments, there are known venues that are conducive to very good scoring, and there are known venues that are conducive to just complete and utter masonry events where teams are building their way up one brick at a time from the ground up. The Missouri Valley Conference Tournament is certainly one of those in which you are never going to find these teams winding up getting white hot from three-point range, and that was the case once again in this one as Loyal Chicago wound up going 520 from three-point range, Drake went 522 from three-point range. I have no idea how, I have no idea why they play these games in the same venue as the St. Louis Blues, but I mean, the shooter's eye is incredibly terrible. You wind up seeing it all arch madness long that the under was hitting and it was hitting big time and winds up hitting once again this one but loyal chicago a team that has the potential to be a little bit dangerous when it comes to the ncaa tournament i do think that the wrong matchup could wind up setting this team home after one game it is a team that if you take a look at it they were able to hang in there when they wound up playing against auburn along with missouri along with michigan state when they wound up playing in the battle for atlantis they've got a very good win on the ledger against san francisco they actually wound up playing that game out in salt lake city so they wound up playing a little bit of an interesting one out there it is a team that they wound up faltering a little bit when it came to missouri valley conference play but defensive intensity is still there with this team with regards points allowed on a per possession basis coming into the day this was one of your better teams out there in college basketball they've taken a little bit of a fall off for past years this is not going to be quite a top 10 top 15 stifling defense but still they wound up entering in the day 25th with the way that they played today. That metric should probably be going up, probably going to be outside the top 20, but still a relatively solid loyal Chicago team there. They are able to shoot about 30% from three-point range as well. So it's a team that is pretty rock solid with that regard. They wind up being able to make the NCAA tournament for Drake. There's a chance that you could be seeing them in the NIT. If not, you're probably going to be seeing them in whatever the new CBI is and for those of you guys wondering, there is money to be made on some of those lesser tournaments when you do wind up dipping into the NIT, the CBI, the good old CIT. There was a Vegas 16 back in the day, which wound up having eight teams, and it wound up being for only one year. You're actually able to find some good value there because the favorites, they wind up having a lot of their top guys opt out. You can tell that there's just a little bit of... I guess you'd call it experimenting with a lot of those top teams typically in those games. So I do think that that is something to be able to take a look at, but Loyola Chicago, they survive, they advance. They're going to be heading to the NCAA tournament. The other team that wound up being able to punch your birth into the NCAA tournament from Sunday, that would be the Lancers of Longwood. They wind up taking down Winthrop by kind of 79 to 58 for Winthrop. It was just a case in which they could not hit water if they fell out of a boat. You've got a Longwood team that they shot over 40% or they shot over 50% from three-point range, 10 of 17 from distance. As this is a Longwood team that they've got a guy by the name of Isaiah Wilkins. If he sounds familiar, wanted to begin his career over there at Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, be able to do a solid job with this team. It's a Longwood team that they don't necessarily do one thing great, but they're relatively solid across the board when it comes to both offensive and defensive efficiency. They're right around like the 100 range. They're not a team that's going to uncork a bunch of threes, but they do an okay job of being able to hit their threes. 
They're not necessarily tremendous on the glass, but they're not bad. I think that you're probably going to be seeing them right in that neighborhood of about a 15 seed. I think that they've done enough to be able to avoid the 16 seed long, 16 seed line. I could be wrong, but this is a team that they wind up finishing up the regular season 26 and six. They didn't necessarily beat anyone of note, but they did wind up having a couple halfway decent results. They did wind up getting bludgeoned a little bit in their games against power conference teams. But when you do wind up putting together 26 wins like Longwood did and being able to sweep all of your games against a team like a Winthrop, that should be able to help them out a little bit. Going to be intriguing to see what we wind up getting from them with regards to an NCAA tournament berth. And when it comes to what we're going to be getting out of the Big Ten as well, we're going to be hitting up on the odds to be able to win the Big Ten tournament a little bit later on in the show. But on Sunday, we wound up seeing a lot of Big Ten action and you wound up seeing really the big headline of the day be what wound up happening in the Wisconsin versus Nebraska game. Not only does Wisconsin wind up losing outright as a 12 and a half to a 13 point favorite. If you wind up taking Nebraska on the money line, for one, you are a very hearty soul. And for two, you are very much rewarded for being a very hearty soul. This was anywhere between plus 600 and plus 700. But with that said, Nebraska, they get the job done 74 to 73. But the biggest thing is Johnny Davis wound up leaving this game in the second half. He was limited just 11, 12 minutes, made every shot that he wound up taking in the game, but that was only four shots. And for Wisconsin, you've got to have some big time concerns with this team. If Johnny Davis is unable to go, if Johnny Davis is able to go, if this was a little bit more precautionary, that's all well and good. If you're thinking that this is going to be an injury that is going to be looming for Johnny Davis, and I've been scouring Twitter. We don't know necessarily a lot about this injury at this point. We just know that he wound up leaving in the second half of the team's game today and that he was unable to come back. So, I mean, that's pretty much all we know. But if this winds up being an injury that winds up keeping Johnny Davis out for any sort of time, you got to be looking to fade Wisconsin. I mean, there's no offense or buts about it. This is a Wisconsin team that they wound up playing two full games without him. One of those was against Providence. They wound up losing on their home floor. Providence, a 24-win team. You could say what you want about Providence being lucky. Losing to Providence without your top player, there is no shame in that. The other game, they wound up playing against Nichols. Now, I love me some Southland basketball, but to play a three-point game on your home floor, what is supposed to be one of the biggest home floor, home court advantages in all of college basketball, the Cole Center, a three-point game against Nichols, that is not great. That is not great at all. So, I have big-time concerns with this Wisconsin team if Johnny Davis is not winding up going out there on the floor. And for those of you guys that wanted firing in on odds to be able to win the Wooden Award, Oscar Sheway, no doubt he was the favorite coming into the day and a rather lengthy one. In some places, I saw him as low as 4-1 to one, or minus 400, I should say, to be able to win the award. So certainly a guy that wound up having really, really short odds to be able to win it coming into the day. I would argue that this might wind up helping out Johnny Davis's case because now we know what Wisconsin is without Johnny Davis. To say that they wouldn't be an NCAA tournament team might be a little bit of a stretch, but I don't think it's too much of one in all honesty. And you just take a look at the way that they have played whenever Johnny Davis is off the floor. It is not good. You've got Tyler Wall who's able to give you a couple of rebounds. Brad Davison, who's in his 75th year of college basketball, he's able to shoot about 35% from three-point range. That's about it. So Johnny Davis, I think, actually helped out his candidacy for player of the year because, I mean, we just don't know what Kentucky would be without Oscar Sheboy, but I would be hard-pressed to say that Kentucky without Oscar Sheboy is going to be worse than Wisconsin is without Brad or without Johnny Davis. I think that the fall-off is less when Sheboy's off the floor 
rather than when Johnny Davis says. And we know this. When it comes to these awards, voters, they always look for a little bit of a narrative. They always look for, okay, what is a flashy play? What is something that we're able to gravitate to? Wisconsin being really, really bad without Johnny Davis, I think that that actually helps out his case a little bit. So I do think that that is something to take a look at. Something else to take a look at as well is Illinois and Iowa when it comes to the Big Ten tournament. Illinois, they wind up getting the job done by kind of 75 to 72. I'll brush upon this a little bit more on the other side because I do think that it is an important result that we wound up seeing from a college basketball Sunday that was very rambunctious. But Iowa shooting 10 to 22 from the free throw line. No bueno. What is bueno, though? Betting the bracket right here on VEASAN. We've got you covered next two hours. Just taking a look forward to all these conference tournaments. And we're doing that right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. is betting the bracket covering every betting angle of college basketball here's your host greg hoops peterson get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with vsin's full court bracket coverage starting on march 13th we've got six hours of free live video streaming for you on vsin.com including full bracket reveal and opening lines for every single game. The VEASAN College Hoops experts, including myself, Greg Hoops-Hearson, will be analyzing every single game. We're going to be discussing with bookmakers that are making the lines, and we're going to do our best to be able to find you the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with VEASAN's College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th. This begins at 6 p.m. Eastern for free at VEASAN.com as it is betting the bracket with myself, Greg Hoops-Hearson, the one game that we wound up having pending, well, this one is going final as it is Oral Roberts currently up by kind of 79 to 68. You've got yourself about 20 seconds remaining. You might wind up getting another foul that's going to be given by Western Illinois, but Western Illinois season is done. 
That means that Oral Roberts is going to be squaring off with the Bison of North Dakota State in the Summit Lake semifinals. And North Dakota State actually won both games during the regular season. So that is going to be a very interesting one out there in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to be talking a little SEC with Blake Lovell, but we've got to hit on a little bit more Big Ten here. We wound up seeing a lot of Big Ten action on Sunday. And a game that we wound up seeing late was Illinois being able to get the job done 74-72 to against Iowa. Got a couple injury concerns when it comes to both teams. Pat McCaffrey did not wind up going for Iowa in this game. A guy that's been able to give you double figures has really been sort of their number two, number three score throughout much of the season, depending on when you take a look at it. But with Iowa, this is a team that I actually don't have as many concerns about coming out of this game rather than Illinois because Illinois wound up playing without Jacob Granderson. As a result, they had to give Andre Corbello more minutes. Andre Corbello very nearly lit this game on fire. Now, he did wind up scoring 14 points in this game. He did wind up having six assists. He also had four turnovers and five fouls. Andre Corbello just tried his best to be able to give this game away, and Iowa said, no thanks, I'm watching my figure. They went 10 of 22 at the free throw line. I can tell you this right now. Iowa's probably not going to be going 10 of 22 at the free throw line any other time pretty much this year. You wind up having... Chris Murray, the brother of Keegan Murray, go, I'm not even kidding here. One of seven at the free throw line, and he went two of five from three. How do you wind up shooting better from three-point range than you do at the free throw line? I have absolutely no idea, but this is a game that it wound up going under, and if you, like me, were on the over, this was just a brutal end to it because it wound up having 80 points in the first half. This was a total that was at 153.5 towards the early part of the day. Winds up closing more around 154, 155, depending on where you look, so... Certainly was a little bit of a brutal end there. I wanted to blame the points with Illinois personally. Looked like it was going to be able to get in there. You wind up having a waved off bucket. Just one of those things in which you wind up having a little bit of this and that winding up going down. But for Illinois, it's a team that has been able to do a very solid job in offense. It's clear that they do need Jacob Granderson out there and being able to hit the threes that he does as he shoots over 40% from distance for Illinois to be able to reach their peak potential. Did have Kofi Gilburn get 21 points and 14 boards in this game as Illinois was able to win the rebound battle. But with Jacob Granderson out there, it's an Illinois team that I think that they've got good possibilities of being able to make a deep run in March. If they don't wind up having him out there, it's going to be a little bit of an issue. And especially if you have Andre Carbello out there, Illinois is better off without Andre Carbello than with him. I've had this argument with people throughout the season. I am fully convinced. Illinois, they are worse off when Andre Carbello is off the floor. Him falling out was the best thing that could have happened to Illinois in the closing seconds of that game. And I'm not even kidding. He is the biggest liability to Illinois right now. And if you're playing against them in the Big Ten tournament, you're hoping and praying that Andre Carbello is getting a bunch of minutes in that game. And you're hoping that Jacob Granderson is going to be out of the fold. So I think think I do think that that is going to be interesting to take a look at. What else is going to be interesting to take a look at is the Big Ten tournament as we've got some odds that are via just a couple different platforms in general. You've got Purdue who is finding themselves as a big-time favorite. You're finding them in a lot of spots south of 2-1 to one to be able to win the Big Ten tournament. And this is just something that I cannot get by. And this is a Purdue team that they just don't play defense. I am with Purdue. It's a team that they rank right around 175th in all of college basketball. With your points a lot on a per possession basis. It's just not been good what we've been able to see out of this team. I do think that they are by far the most talented team out there in the Big Ten. I don't think that there's any question about that. I mean, if Purdue could wind up putting all these pieces together, you've got Zach Eady, Travion Williams, two gentlemen that are pretty much the giants of the face of planet Earth. You'd be able to really have something out there. 
Problem is, you really don't have much when it comes to it. I mean, you're finding Purdue in a lot of places right around 2-1. to one. Finding Illinois in a similar boat as well. And with Illinois, I do have my trepidations with them as well. Illinois and Purdue, when it comes to places like Bet Rivers, they've separated themselves as the two favorites. And then from there, you got a big fall off. Like, I'm looking at Bet Rivers right now. You're finding Iowa at 7-1, Wisconsin at 8-1. Ohio State is at 12 to 1. Rutgers, Michigan, they're at 14 to 1. And I tell you right now, if I'm finding value on a little bit of a team right now, it probably would be this Iowa bunch. I do have my concerns when it comes to this defense coming into the day. 125th with regards points a lot on a per possession basis. But the only reason why they wound up losing this game to Iowa today is because Chris Murray went one of seven at the free throw line. They actually did a relatively solid job in this game. You've got a guy in Keegan Murray, his brother, who is able to give you 23 points, eight boards, one and a half steals, two blocks per contest. He is a top five player in all of college basketball. When it comes to the wooden award, I mean, Oscar Sheboy, along with Johnny Davis, these are your top two players, in my opinion. I've got Murray at number three. I mean, I think that he is that good for the Iowa team. Iowa's a team that they shoot right around 35-36% from three-point range, so they do a solid job there, but what they really do a good job of is the little things. This is a team that they rank in the top five in all of college basketball in terms of fewest turnovers on a per-possession basis. They also generate right around eight and a half steals per game, so while they don't necessarily do a great job of being able to guard the arc, they do do a good job of being able to generate some seals, turning their defense into offense. So I do like what they're able to present there. Wisconsin's interesting. If Johnny Davis winds up playing for Wisconsin, 8-1 to one is an absolutely tremendous number on Wisconsin. If Johnny Davis does not wind up playing for Wisconsin, 25-1 to one would not be a good number on Wisconsin. I mean, it's, it's at Stark at this point. You just need to know if Johnny Davis is going to be out there for this Wisconsin Badgers team or not. You cannot fire in on any sort of future until you know the status of Johnny Davis because if you wind up firing in and you place a bet on Wisconsin and he is not out there, it is pretty much toast. If you wind up taking like some sort of a no on them to be able to make like a run in the NCAA tournament or anything like that and Johnny Davis appears to be just fine, well, that's a bet that's looking relatively rough as well. So with regards to any Wisconsin futures right now, you want absolutely no part of them until you've got a little bit more insight on that. I think that that's the best way of being able to put it. And then when it comes to the rest of the Big Ten, with regards to odds to be able to win the Big Ten tournament, Nebraska at 101 does not have a lot of value, though. If you're looking at this game to, by game, I do think that you actually might have a little bit of value with Wisconsin, or with Nebraska. This is a team that they've now reeled off three straight road wins. If you're looking at oddities in conference play, one of the strangest things that we've seen all year long is Nebraska win back-to-back-to-back road games in the Big Ten. It is absolutely hilarious what we've got out there. Meanwhile, you've got a team like a Michigan State and you're going to find a lot of fluctuation with these numbers. You want to be shopping around, if at all possible, for odds to be able to win the Big Ten tournament. Because at Bet Rivers, I'm right now seeing Michigan State at 16 to one. Right now at DraftKings, you're seeing them more around eight to one. So I mean, it is a big, or at Circa, I should say, we are seeing Michigan State at eight to one. So we've got a lot of fluctuation when it comes to these numbers. You always want to be taking that into account. Like Wisconsin, right now at Circa, you're finding them at seven to one. Right now, Bet Rivers, you're finding them more around 8-1. to one, So always be shopping around. And I always advise this as well. Rather than taking an actual future ticket, when it comes to odds to be able to win the Big Ten tournament, odds to be able to win the NCAA tournament, Final Four, what have you, look at perhaps doing a little bit of a rollover. Instead of taking your one unit and placing it on, say, Michigan at 12-1 to one to be able to win the Big Ten tournament. Instead, you wind up just placing one unit on Michigan in their first game to just be able to win outright. This isn't them on the spread. This is just them to be able to win the game. You're taking them straight up on the money line. 
and then you just wind up taking that one unit plus your winnings from game number one and you wind up putting it forth on the next game and rolling it over and rolling it over because once again what we wind up seeing on Sunday is a big reminder of this if you wind up having a star player go out that could completely change the fortunes of a team like just imagine instead of it happening in the last game of the regular season you wind up having Johnny Davis go down in the first round of the Big Ten tournament and you wind up having a future on Wisconsin you'd probably be feeling pretty darn horrible about it and then instead you're able to then be like okay Wisconsin was able to get the job done maybe in game number one now here they are they're having a face off against Ohio State I have absolutely no faith in Wisconsin whatsoever you're able to just say no mas I am going away I'm going to be just taking what I've got right here and we're going to be winding up doing a better thing with my money rather than being invested in Wisconsin to win the Big Ten tournament without Johnny Davis. That is exactly why you wind up doing this. On top of that, you typically wind up getting a better payout when it comes to doing a little bit of rollover because you're able to shop the line, be able to get a little bit of a better money line price on it as well. So there's that. So there's really a wide variety of ways that you wind up going about this. But also when it comes to being able to win the Big Ten tournament, that Michigan team that I just mentioned, you're seeing them at 12-1 to 1 at Circa. Right now at Bet Rivers, I'm seeing them at 14-1. to 1. Might be a little bit of value with them. I do like the way that they were able to play in recent games. Caleb Houston, not a guy that necessarily plays well on the road, but being able to get back Hunter Dickinson, if this team can fire an all-cylinders way that Devontae Jones was able to play against The Ohio State University today, they're a team that's going to be a little bit pesky going to be very pesky to see what we wind up getting from these SEC teams in the NCAA tournament as well. Blake Bubble does a great job with the 14. Also does a great job with Blue Ribbon Yearbook. He's going to be joining me next to talk some SEC right here on Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. This is Betting the Bracket, covering every betting angle of college basketball. Here's your host, Greg Hoops-Peterson. Most fitting read ever. The college basketball season is in full swing, so grab a five-hour energy drink to be able to stay alert and watch all of your favorite games, or if you're up late, to be able to see that intense overtime game. Take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so that way you're able to energize your day. Zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. And a product that I use myself is a perfect get-me-up to get stuff done. Go to fivehourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and many more. There's a flavor for everyone. So get a five-hour energy drink today as it is betting the bracket with myself, Greg Hughes-Searson. Great to be joined by our guest. Man does absolutely amazing work over there with Blue Ribbon Yearbook. He does work with the 14 as well. Covers all things SEC. You're able to catch him on the Marching to Madness podcast. Find that wherever you get your podcast as it is Blake Lovell joining me. At the Blake Level on Twitter is how you're able to follow him. Last name is spelled L O V E L L. And Blake, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I always enjoy it, Greg. The best time of the year, isn't it? So, uh, a lot of fun. It certainly is. And Blake, it is going to be intense to see what we wind up getting in the SEC tournament this year. And just want to ask you because. Typically, we find uh, we find this tournament out there in Nashville, Tennessee. Typically, it's at Bridgestone Arena. This year, it's going to be in Tampa, Florida. Do you think that this might provide a little bit more of an edge for a team? Because I do think that it's a little bit more of a unique circumstance with this one. Yeah, it is. And like you said, I think the last time they went to Tampa, that, that's been a little bit. But the crowd wasn't great. But we have to remember, too, Greg, I mean, the SEC was not as good in basketball probably a decade ago. And I think that's around the last time they were there. Um, so I think it's 
certainly you look at Florida as a team. I mean, they're the number nine seed in this tournament. I think it's going to be a, a tough pass for them. But let's say, you know, they are slotted with an A&M team that's pretty good, playing really well right now. Could they play in Auburn? Florida's already beaten Auburn once. Could that be a role? If you get some fans traveling there, that is something you think about. But as we know, too, in the SEC, there's going to be one fan base that is undoubtedly going to travel no matter where it's at. You could put this tournament anywhere in the world, and there will be Kentucky fans there. So I think you'll still see a pretty large number of Kentucky fans, even though this is being played in Tampa. Um, but, you know, could you see some more Florida fans? Absolutely. Uh, and again, certainly if they're if they're playing in the quarterfinals against Auburn, that's a big game. So uh, perhaps more so on, on Friday if they can get past A&M. But, you know, beyond that, I think Auburn fans will travel well and, and really the top four, you know, Auburn, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Arkansas. I think all those fan bases will be well represented there. So as for a home court advantage, um, it may be interesting just because of how good those top four teams are. And Blake, last time you joined me on my podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you share with me a really intriguing set, the top four in the SEC this year. Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, all one straight-up home loss all season long. Home court advantage, it has meant more in the SEC than any other conference in college basketball, I would say, this year. And when it comes to a little bit more of a neutral court environment, is there a team that maybe is outside of Kentucky that might be able to perform a little bit better than a lot of people are thinking because we've seen all these teams in the SEC perform really well at home. Is there a team that might travel a little bit better than people are maybe giving them credit for? Yeah, I think it's a good point. And, and it's funny, Greg, I think I remember the last time we talked that number, I'm not even sure what it was, but it was now 63 it is. and one. <laughs> now it's 67 and one. So through the regular season, of course, they're not going to play at home again. So, those top four teams, Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, go 67-1 and one at home this season. And, oh, by the way, the one loss is Arkansas by one point to Vanderbilt all the way back in January when, when the Razorbacks were struggling. So pretty remarkable. But like you said, I mean, I, I still think I know we talked about Auburn and sort of the issues they've had away from home. And I, I say issues in quotes because I, I don't think it's been that huge of a deal, perhaps. I think it's been a little bit overblown at times because this is still a team that has the best player, uh, you know, in my opinion, in terms of but the player that's going to take the last shot of any player in the SEC, give me Jabari Smith, um, even though Oscar Sheboy is probably going to be the player of the year. I just, I still think Auburn is a team, you know, they're the number one seed for a reason, and they have Walker Kessler, they have Jabari Smith. Um, I think they're going to be okay. I, I would still look at them, you know, beyond that, you know who I'm going to say, Greg. I think Alabama is one of those teams that, We've already seen it. We see, we saw what they did in Seattle against Gonzaga, and I know they've been up and down, but we say it all the time. Alabama will play to the level of the competition. I think Alabama's hardest game in this tournament, if they were to win their first one, even if it's Vanderbilt or Georgia, that may be their hardest game because they're going to play against a team that's not as good as they are. Um, but then, you know, if they match up with Kentucky, Alabama has just always kind of rides to the occasion. So I think Alabama's a team to keep an eye on. I think the bottom part of the bracket sets up a little bit better for those teams down there than maybe the top. I think the top is going to be an absolute uh, brawl because of all these teams you've got up there, Auburn, Arkansas, LSU, Texas A&M, Florida. Um, it, it's going to be quite interesting, I think, at the top. I do think that it's going to be really fascinating as well. And the team that I find to be the most intriguing, a team that could go boom or bust, that would be LSU because 
LSU, I think, is going to be in every single game that they wind up playing, no matter who they wind up playing against. They're the number five team in all of college basketball with regards to defensive efficiency, merely the amount of points they give up on a per-possession basis. I like what I've seen out of Terry Eason. I like what I've seen out of Darius Days as well. What is your overall outlook on this LSU team? Because I think that if they wind up getting their guard play to wind up reining it in a little bit more, turn the ball over a little bit less, this is a team that can make a run both in this tournament and in the big dance. I'm with you. Someone asked earlier, you know, who outside the top four can win? And I said, we don't have to go far. You can go to the number five seed because I think LSU can win this thing. Um, they are they are so good on defense. Like you said, they just, the way they force turnovers, I always love teams that force turnovers this time of year because as we talked about, it isn't a neutral court scenario. It's, you know, you don't have the home court advantage. Maybe where the crowd is as big of a factor as it would be. So when you have a team like this, defense travels, we know they force turnovers. Um, offensively, now they have Xavier Pinson back. He's healthy. That was a big reason. And I think we have to remember this LSU. Their record right now would be significantly better had Xavier Pinson kind of not missed that stretch there. They lose six of seven. I think he played a couple of those games. But, I mean, that's such a huge deal. And now that they're back at full strength, Darius Days, you know, what he's capable of. You mentioned Easton. Uh, I think he's a first-team All-SEC player. LSU is the team that, you know, it's, Arkansas has already beaten them twice. It's hard to beat a team three times. We always say that. Uh, I think things actually set up pretty well for LSU here, not just in the SEC tournament, but as you mentioned, Greg, I think they're a team to keep an eye on the, in the NCAA tournament because if they wind up being, let's say, a sixth seed, something like that, I don't think they're necessarily going to fall below that unless maybe they were to lose to a Missouri or Ole Miss in the SEC second round. But I think they wind up around the sixth seed, maybe go as high as a five. I, I wouldn't love that matchup for those teams around them just because of how they play defense. Blake, while you were answering that question, I got my award for not mentioning Kentucky in the first seven minutes of this interview. So how about if we wind up doing that right now? I take a look at Kentucky and not just out there in the SEC, but I look across all of college basketball. If you're looking for bulletproof teams, teams that they are not going to go out early in the NCAA tournament, I think Kentucky is right at the top of the list. I've got them personally number one because no other team has a guy by the name of Oscar Shiba who's able to give you 15 rebounds per game. I'm not saying that Kentucky is going to be able to win the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament, but I certainly think that this is a team that is, I guess you'd call it most equipped to not getting upset. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that, but I take a look at this Kentucky Wildcats team, and I think that they do a very good job of checking so many boxes to not be a letdown and giving themselves an opportunity to go deep, both in this tournament and also the big dance. If I had to pick right now, I'd pick Kentucky in the SEC tournament. I, I just, I'm kind of with you on that. I think that they are just the one, and, and you said it. I was, I was trying to think of a way to set it, but you said it exactly right. They seem like the one that's best equipped not to lose, you know, early. That they just seem like a team that's going to find their way to get through, and they don't really have any glaring weaknesses. Now, really, the only thing we talked about with Kentucky, when we really think about it, is just the injuries. Like, I mean, that's really the only issue we brought up with them. And now, if everyone's back at full strength. I mean, we talked about it. One through seven, any of those guys at any time could score 20 points. Like, that's kind of what we've seen from Kentucky this year. And I think just having, knowing that, the confidence they have, Kellen Grady has given them an element that I think they've absolutely needed, just someone to go down and knock down five to seven, maybe threes in a game. And when you have something like that, we know that can be something that, that can really you know change a game very quickly. And I think having him has been so important. But you said it, Oscar Sheepway, I mean, he's the SEC player of the year, could be very well be the national player of the year. He's just had a season unlike anything we've seen in a while. And the way he plays, 
I just don't see anyone out there that's going to be able to kind of slow him down. So uh, I think Kentucky could absolutely win it all, not just the SEC tournament. I think they can win the national title. Uh, and they've got the guards now to do it. They've got the front court. Um, and I think this team could wind up. We've always said it. Is Cowell going to get that, that second championship? I think he's got as good a shot as he's had in a while with this team. Blake, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see what we wind up getting out there in the SEC tournament. I know that you're going to be covering this. I know that you do a great job with the Blue Ribbon Yearbook. And by the way, one of your favorite conferences of your eyes in like semifinals, I know that you cover them every single year. You're going to be locked in on that at the Blake level on Twitter. I know that you're doing a great job covering all things college basketball. Blake, it is always a pleasure to get you on. It was great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Greg. Always appreciate it. Always great to get Blake on. He is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to college basketball, and it is going to be rambunctious to see what we wind up getting out there in the SEC tournament. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, the fact that he does a great job when it comes to covering the Ryzen League as well. He always does the Blue Ribbon Yearbook previews for them. Coming up next, I'm going to be taking a look at the Horizon League action that we've got on Monday. Semifinals is starting up, so going to be breaking down those games next right here on Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. This is Betting the Bracket every betting angle of college basketball. Here's your host, Greg Hoops-Peterson. Get everything that you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team has got everything that you've got to be able to be ready to bet every single game and every single round of the tournament. You've got expert analysis from folks much like myself, Greg Peterson, on every single key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. 
Sign up today and you'll be able to get our betting guide plus full access to VEASAN for April 5th for just $19. That is at VEASAN.com slash madness as it is betting the bracket with myself, Greg Eubes Big thanks to Blake Lovell who wound up joining me in the last segment. Does a great job over there with Blue Ribbon Yearbook. And really a big thanks to everyone that winds up contributing on this show. Behind the scenes, you've got my man, Dan Miller, a.k.a. Miller Time. He does absolutely terrific work. He is the producer of everything. Dakota's our technical director. After every single hour of every single show, we wind up posting up all of our podcasts up on the Visa Best Bet podcast. That is Oliver, who winds up doing that. Absolutely amazing guy. Always great to have him aboard. And then you've got Taylor, who always gets me hooked up on audio. So these guys are the best in the business. And it's always great to have great guests as well. as In the second hour, Daniel Avari and Matt Humans is going to be joining me. So we've got it all locked and loaded there. We've got you guys locked and loaded. When it comes to the Ryzen League as well, we're going to be seeing some good action out there with the semifinal starting up on Monday. So how about if we take a look at these two games? They are going to be both taking place in Indianapolis, more specifically, Indiana Farmers Coliseum. So how about if we start out with this first one? 879-880. Cleveland State, Wright State are going to be doing battle. This is about as much of a pick as you're going to get it. I'm seeing pretty much everywhere has this game as a pick I'm seeing one or two stray books that have Cleveland State as a one-point favorite, but pretty much pick the winner in this one. Total on this game, you're finding it anywhere between a 146 and a 147, and I find this to be very intriguing in that. We've got a pair of teams that are throttling down right now. Cleveland State, they were for much of the year in the top 100 with regards to possessions game. They've fallen down a little bit. They're more around 115th. This is a right state team that typically you're going to find them in the top 75 with regards to possessions per game. This is a team that now they're outside the top 150. You take a look at this right state team, and they're playing about three and a half possessions per game, fewer than they have for the rest of the season. And, and they just keep going down, down, down with regards to their tempo. Now, when it comes to right state, you got to take note of two guys. Grant Bazile, Tanner Holden. These two guys combined to be able to give you about 33 and a half points per contest. Both of these guys give you seven plus rebounds per game. It's a right state team, though, that they shoot right around 32 and a half percent from three point range. You've got your trepidations there, but they shoot well at this free throw line and north of 76%. Cleveland State, meanwhile, they shoot about 33% from three. What they do a good job of, they generate turnovers. They give you nearly 8.8 seals per contest. Dumoy Hodge has come in 15 points, 2.3 seals per contest, three plus seals in each of the last four games. Problem with this Cleveland State team is they do shoot 67.5% at the free throw line. You do have your trepidations there, but Cleveland State, by far, the more, by far the more efficient defense. This is a right state team that they rank outside the top 200 with regards to points a lot on a per possession basis. This is a Cleveland State team. Meanwhile, they clock in right around 120 or 155th. So you do have a little bit more faith in them there. Troy Patton has been able to do a good job as a sad sheet suffer for this Cleveland State team. Be able to give you 13 and a half points, six boards, three assists, and in this season series, Cleveland State won both games. They wound up playing a little bit earlier in the year, more towards December, and then they wound up playing in late January. Cleveland State got the job done both times. Second time around, it was more of a 71 to 67 game. I think that you're going to get something a little bit lower scoring. I think that the total has been set a little bit too high, especially with having a pair of teams that they don't necessarily go bombs away from three-point range. And you're going to just find it in general. On a lot of these neutral court games, you're going to be finding these teams wind up going a little bit of a little bit cold because you just take a look at what we've been seeing in a lot of these neutral court games. A lot of unders, you wind up seeing it out there in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. You wound up seeing not necessarily that wind up happening in the Hofstra game that we wound up seeing, in which Hofstra wound up 
giving up over 90 points to College of Charleston, but you wound up seeing it all throughout the day. If you take a look at college basketball, what we wound up getting on Sunday, 15 unders to 13 overs, so a little bit of a good rate to the under in that one, and a lot of those overs, they wound up taking place in, you guess it, some of those Big Ten games as well. So I do think the, you've got a little bit of value when it comes to the under in this spot, but when it comes to this Cleveland State team, I do think that even though they are a team that they do have a couple question marks when it comes to what you're going to be able to get out of the free throw shooting, that they are a little bit more of a well-rounded team. You got a guy in Trago Million who's able to shoot over 40% from three-point range. He's able to give you 10 points per contest. This is a right state team that they're not necessarily too deep. Andrew Wellich is a guy that's able to come in, give you like four or five points per contest. A.J. Bronze, who's been a little bit hurt, they will give you right around seven points. But this is a Cleveland State team that they've got their starting five. They've got a guy or two that comes in off the bench. And that's about it. Meanwhile, Cleveland State, they're a team that they're willing to go eight, nine deep. They do a good job with their overall defensive adjustments as well. I do think that Cleveland State gets the job here, gets the job done here, willing to lay up to two with Cleveland State. So on a pick'em line, just going to pick Cleveland State to be able to win this game. Set my total at 144. I think that this is a little bit of an overblown total. I have 147. More than willing to dive under. And I'm going to be taking a look at Cleveland State. Other game out there in the Rising League Tournament that we're going to be seeing on Monday. This is 881, 882. Northern Kentucky, the Norse, are going to be taking on the Macedons of Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne finds themselves anywhere between a one and a half to a two-point underdog. With your total on this game, they're between a 135 and a half and a 136. Two is the absolute max that I'm willing to lay at Northern Kentucky. I set my line at two, but I'd be willing to lay the deuce here with Northern Kentucky. A big reason why this is a team that they should be able to win the battle on the glass. You got a pair of guys, Adrian Nelson, coupled with Chris Brandon. They combined to be able to give you right around 14 rebounds per game. And you've got Sam Vincent, who's one of the more underrated guards in all of college basketball. 11 points. He's able to chip in there four boards. He's got very active hands, right around 2.3 steals per game. Meanwhile, you've got a Fort Wayne team that they themselves have been able to give you darn near nine steals per contest. I actually like what I've seen out of this Fort Wayne team in recent games. They're a team that they've scored at least 74 points in each other last five games. Problem is, the defense can be a little bit leaky with this team. In terms of points given up per game, they've given up at least 70 in each other last four. So that is something that you do want to be taking note of with this Mastodon team. When it comes to Fort Wayne as well, what I think is going to be very intriguing is what you're going to be able to get out of the top end guards. You've got Damian Chung-Q, who winds up coming in. He's been able to do a relatively solid job for the team and wound up helping out his team go to the NCAA tournament last year in Mount St. Mary's. So he's a guy that has been on the big stage before. And then you take a look at what you're able to get out of this Norse team. And I do think that having Marquise Warwick really be able to go into takeover mode, mode towards the back half of the season, that was very big for him. He's a guy that's been able to have to write around 16 and a half points per contest. Really the gunner for this team. He shoots right around 35-ish percent from three-point range. Not afraid to take threes. Takes right around seven per contest. And then you take a look at this Northern Kentucky team as a whole. They've been able to do one of the better jobs on defense in this conference, but they themselves have scored at least 70 points in each of their last five games. So they've been able to do a little bit of a better job with that regard. When it comes to this Fort Wayne team, you're just not going to have necessarily the horses down low. Ari Capati is able to give you right around six boards per game. I will say, if there is a little bit of an X factor to be had in this game, it would be Bobby Plantis. Bobby Plantis is someone that stands right in the neighborhood of about like six foot eight. He shoots over 95% the free line. He shoots over 40% from three-point range. He's able to give this punch right around nine points per contest. So I do think that he could have his 
imprints on this game. And when it comes to Fort Wayne, by the way, their three-point shooting percent was the best out there in the Ryzen League. In conference play, it was right around 38.1% from three-point range. But it's also a team that they don't do a good job of being able to pound the glass. 5.7 offensive rebounds per game. If they wind up missing their first shot, they are not getting a second one. That, I think, is going to be a big, giant issue. I think that Northern Kentucky is going to be able to win this game from within. I do think that both of these teams are going to be able to generate some turnovers. I think that this is going to be coming down to late game felling as well. You've got a Fort Wayne team that they've been shooting right in the neighborhood, about 77% at the free throw line all season long. Northern Kentucky for the season. It's not necessarily the world's greatest free throw shooting team. They shoot as a collective right around 71.5%, but you take a look at what they've been able to do recently. It has been improving a little bit, and when it comes to what you're able to get out of Northern Kentucky, number one defense out there in the Ryzen League, I do think that they get the job done. I think that this is going to be sort of in that pocket in which it's going to be it's going to be a close enough game that you are going to be able to get late game felling. I did mind saying my total at 142. This is a Northern Kentucky team that I like what I'm seeing from them on defense. So I'm going to be taking a look at this total over and I'm going to be taking a look at Northern Kentucky laying two. absolutely nothing more than two though. I think that that is something that is very big. You've always got to be remembering with regards to these games, you are not betting on teams. You are betting on numbers. Now, when it comes to betting on money lines, you're betting a little bit more on teams, but at the same time, you don't want to be laying some of these big giant jockey bunny lines because when you wind up getting up to, I would even call it like a minus 170, which you're able to find that with favorites of like four or five points at minus 170. You have to hit right around 64% of your bets to be able to break even. That is not a proposition that you do want to be taking. So I do think that that's very important. And we're going to be taking a little bit more of a look in the second hour at the West Coast Conference as well. You're going to be noticing that a lot of these games that they wound up going final on Sunday between teams out there in like the Colonial, the Sun Belt, you're not going to be finding overnight numbers on these games, unfortunately. It's going to become the Wild Wild West. Openers are going to be coming out most likely 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern time, Pacific time, 5 to 6. And you want to be trying to grab the best number humanly possible. And we're going to be trying to grab the best number possible. When it comes to a lot of these conference tournaments, we're going to be taking a look at a lot of them in our number two of betting the bracket right here on VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 